Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 24th of November 2023, including Jason Isaacs as Hollywood star Cary Grant in the moving ITVX biopic Archie and Patterson Joseph and Daisy Haggard teaming up to become unlikely drug dealers in the darkly comic crime drama Boat Story on BBC iPlayer. And we'll also be talking about Hannah Waddingham in Home for Christmas on Apple TV Plus and accepting Squid Game The Challenge on Netflix. But first in, what is in the news? In the Netflix crime caper Lift, which will be on in January, Kevin Hart plays the leader of a group of criminals tasked with stealing $500 million worth of gold from an airborne plane. Yeah. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Leanne Best will appear alongside Louis Emmerich and Sunetra Sarka in ITVX's six-part Liverpool set comedy, Gwed, as the mother of a cheeky teenager who welcomes a southerner to his school. Another varied selection for you this week. We're going to start on ITVX with a new four-part drama series which arrived on Thursday the 23rd of November. It's called Archie, and here's a clip. They want you to change your name. Archie Leach doesn't cut it. Anything come to mind? Carrie Grouse. Now, isn't that a beautiful name? Cut! The name of the father, the son, and the Holy Weekend box office. Cary Grant is a character. I'll be very careful about how he's perceived. This is the dreamiest guy in the world we're talking about. You're not going to break my heart, are you? Probably. <laughs> While the title Archie is from Archie Leach, which of course is the real name of the Hollywood star Cary Grant. And this is a biopic about his life and career, starring Jason Isaacs, who's been in many things, including the Harry Potter franchise, of course, and I would say, if you don't already know Cary Grant's life story, don't Google it, because it's an incredible story. It's fascinating, and it explores how his childhood sort of shaped his, his later life. So he was born in Bristol in 1904. We, we see his family life with his mum and dad, and then the, what happens with his mum is is pretty shocking. Anyway, I don't want to spoil the story for those who don't know it. And then we flash forward. He's doing a one-man show that he's taking across America. He's quite old now. It's in the 1980s. And he's still like an audience with, and he's looking back on his, his life and career okay. We also get the time in his life where he meets, I think it's his fourth wife, Diane Cannon, who's played by... Laura Aikman and Diane Cannon was heavily involved in the creation of this and her story and her sort of her take on Grant so yeah Bristol born as we say of course famously in some like it hot Tony Curtis did an impression of Cary Grant and his accent is pretty unusual unsurprisingly because he's sort of he was from Bristol but then he, he lived in Hollywood you know for the rest of his life he was in films including His Girl Friday, Notorious, North by Northwest, the Hitchcock classic, and you see, uh, you see Hitchcock directing him in the crop dusting scene, uh, which is a brilliant sequence. Isaac's, well, Cary Grant was perma tanned, wasn't he? So he's got that kind of orangey glow 
and he's got some prosthetics as well and he wears brown contact lenses i think he i think he does a great job of capturing Cary Grant who sort of comes across as very debonair and smooth and relaxed and charming but in episode one we see him turning down the role of James Bond I never knew he'd been offered that and it's going to delve into how Demon's trauma from the past come back to haunt him I guess in in his personal life but I think it's really done well done and it is a quite remarkable story we've got Cara Toynton plays uh, his mum Elsie and Henry Lloyd Hughes, who I really like, he was in Indian Summers, uh, he plays his father, Elias. So, yeah, I loved it. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good, actually. Um, as you say, you don't want to give too much away. It's quite, um, you know how I feel about the kind of flashing forward and back, but it, it worked, didn't it? I thought um, I thought Isaacs was really, really good. Nice to see Cara Toynton doing something Um a bit different too um she's really kind of branched out i think and i thought she was really good um as his mother and you know her experience with mental health issues and what have you um again makes it feel sort of a little that little bit more current and topical and relatable i suppose um but i i, I didn't really know the story that well so um I feel like I should, um, but I but I didn't, and so it filled in a lot of gaps. And I, as I say, I, I thought it was re- really well done. And it's always a worry with these things, isn't it? Um, when you when you redo something that it's not quite as good as previously. Um, but the permatan line made me laugh a lot. Looking at my daughter's face when she went to school this morning, <laughs> where the bottle had clearly slipped. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up, we both, like so many people, absolutely loved and devoured the Netflix series Squid Game. Well, now comes Squid Game The Challenge, which arrived on Wednesday the 22nd of November. It's a challenge show, as the title suggests. And here's a clip. Attention all players. It is now time for the next game. Please enter the game hall immediately. What is this? Damn. Oh my god. Let the game begin. Yeah, so if you love the Squid Game like we do, you will have to wait till next year because um, the the series isn't back until then. But this is a new reality show. This is, this is a take on it. Netflix being very clever here. Let's rinse this for all it's worth. Um, and this will fill the gap for you. Um, it, it will it'll quench your thirst for Squid Game fun. So it is based on the original Korean drama um, uh, with a group of individuals who want to make money. Now, the prize money is unbelievable. It's the big, biggest prize money we've seen in a game show history. With I think there's 456 co- contestants, and so therefore it's $4.56 million to compete for. Um, um, unbelievable. Um, so all the challenges are inspired by the series. Um, so there's lot, you know, as soon as you see it, as soon as you see the first episode, you know exactly where you're at. You know, you'd have to have been living under a rock to not know that this was the Squid Games. Um, but I think people are a bit concerned because obviously it was pretty brutal in the actual um, series how this would work um, because people are sort of fighting until the end, aren't they, to try and win. So how could this work as a as, as an actual TV show? But um, it does work. It, it brings out 
in my opinion, probably the very worst of human nature, to be honest with you, at a time when <laughs> we don't want to know how bad humans can be. We only have to look at the news to see that. Um, it just... I mean, it's it's really full on. I mean, it's completely captivating. Um, you, uh, you you're engrossed immediately, and but every time you sort of think you like somebody, and they they show another side. Because at the end of the day, and when where money's involved and the option to win it, they're going to fight till the very end. They're going to do what you know, I'll be nice to you, but I'll turn you over in the same second. You know, it's exactly that um, that vibe. So. Um, it's it does work. I I I was really skeptical, but I do think it's compelling. Um, and it, and I think it's um, there's something about it that I just thought I'd sort of nip in and out of the room and watch it. But you don't. You you can't really take your eyes off it. And as the numbers get whittled down, of course, you get more um, engrossed and more kind of into each character, I suppose. So from what I've seen of it so far, I think I think it's very good. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, I'm not really sure about it. What I will say is they have recreated Squid Game incredibly accurately. So um, from the massive dormitory with all these stacked up bunk beds to in episode one, we get that brilliant game with the, the kind of giant doll. And it's 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 like a version of what we used to call grandmother's footsteps, isn't it? Although it's called red light, green light. And if the doll's head yeah. turns around and you're moving, well, in Squid Game, uh, you'd get shot. <laughs> in this, they have a little exploding dye pack, uh, which, which which suddenly explodes in your T-shirt, and that means you're out of the game. So it is a bit odd, because obviously in Squid Game, the stakes were so high, because it was literally life and death, and it isn't in this. So you kind of think, well, what's the point? But I think you're right in that the sort of... If you liked something like the Traitors series, the aspects of people kind of banding together or rivalries or whatever it is in this, I, you know, I think is probably quite appealing. But yeah, it didn't really grab me. But I have to admit, I mean, the recreation of all the sets and the games is very, very impressive. But I, yeah, I shall wait till series two of the real thing. Over on BBC iPlayer, it arrived on Sunday and Monday of this week. It's a new drama series called Boat Story. And here's a clip. This is Janet. Hi, Janet. She lost her family, her job, and her frog. This is Samuel. Hi, Samuel. He also lost his job and his house and this little guy. But then... They found this. Are you telling me you can't use a few million quid? So the whole series is available on iPlayer, but they're showing it on BBC One two episodes a week. I really enjoyed this. I must say it stars Patterson Joseph and Daisy Haggard. I was lucky enough to have a chat with them about it. And it starts with the two of them walking their dogs on the beach in Yorkshire. They don't know each other. But they come across this shipwrecked boat, two dead bodies, and a big pile of cocaine. <laughs> so, for reasons that I won't go into, they take the decision to try and sell it, sell the drugs, basically. And each of them has 
problems in their own lives that, that would cause them to make that decision. And unfortunately for them, the cocaine belongs to this terrifying French gangster called The Taylor. He is played by Checky Cario from Baptiste. And that's not the only connection to Baptiste because this was written by the Williams brothers who created The Missing, the spin-off Baptiste and also The Tourist. It's highly unusual, I would say. It's It's got elements perhaps of the brilliant Fargo, both the film and the TV spin-off. People have mentioned sort of a Yorkshire Tarantino and there's certainly some scenes that are a bit Tarantino-esque. It's full of surprises. It really is. Both the leads, I think, are great. It's got Craig Fairbrass from Cliffhanger as a sort of enforcer uh, who works for the tailor. It's got Joanna Scanlon as a as, as a local baker who gets involved in the whole twisty turny story. It's even got a show within a show in the form of a musical. Well, I'll let you. <laughs> wait and find out what that's all about that involves phil daniels is involved in that element of the the story so it's thrilling it's funny it's exciting it's highly original by the end i wondered if they'd gone sort of one quirk too far perhaps i'll leave you to decide for yourselves but yeah you won't have seen anything like this before and and it's it's a real roller coaster ride i absolutely loved it what did you think hannah pretty dark it's dark it's dark it's pretty dark at times um i would agree though daisy haggard and uh Patterson joseph are, are, are really good aren't they um obviously Patterson joseph was in noughts and crosses a play that is being done at my children's school at the moment um oh. which is which is good um and I suppose you say it goes one quirk too far. They are just a really quirky couple, aren't they? And you, I couldn't help but keep thinking, well, what if I stumbled across that? What would you actually do? Yeah, I, mean, I know what, what? you'd do. Yeah. <laughs> Run for the hills, Ian. No. Um, <laughs> but you probably wouldn't, would you? you think you might, but you wouldn't because you would just kind of, you'd know that you need to do something with it. I mean, anything you find, you hand in. So I, I, I do, I do, it's just different. I think it's exactly mm. what you say. At the moment, there's so much on TV, lots of good things, but we've already talked about one thing today where it's a, it's kind of like a remake. We, we talk about a lot of remakes. This is just feels very, very different. And, and, I, and I, I appreciate that because I think it's hard to create anything different at the moment. And, and they've done just that. And I, as I say, the leads really hold this together. They're a really quirky couple. It's really dark in places. Um, my feeling is, is that it's not one quirk too far. It's just, just great. Okay. Well, this final one had your name literally all over it, Hannah. It's over on Apple TV+. <laughs> Plus. A one-off special called Hannah Waddingham, Home for Christmas. And here's a clip. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to my festive extravaganza. Let's get on with the show. Well, anyone that knows me knows that I love Christmas. 
Anyone that knows me knows that I love Hannah Waddingham. The two and two together gives me a big win. <laughs> because this is just so happy and joyful. I just love things like this. This is just, I mean, we're not quite there with a big day yet. I appreciate that. For some people, it's far too early. Although I have seen more decorations this year up early than I have any other year, I think. So people are going early. And this is just a musical extravaganza. And it was um, recorded at the London Coliseum. And yeah, we loved her, didn't we? Um, in Eurovision, she was kind of like a force to be reckoned with. She was just brilliant in that. And I, I think it's great that, that she got this gig because she sings, she dances, she's just so joyful and such a kind of character on that stage. And I don't know, for me, it's sort of, I, I guess it's, it's something that we haven't had for a while. It's kind of like a variety show, I suppose. But all singing, all dancing, um, massively festive. If you're feeling a bit bar humbug, you won't at the end of this because it's got everything for everyone. It's just really, really happy. And I defy anyone to leave this without a big smile from ear to ear because it just does what it says on the tin. It's really joyful, really happy. And had Hannah Waddingham is at the helm, which, you know, what more can you ask for? What do you think, Ian? It's the year of the Waddingham, isn't it? It is. Uh, 2023. Well, I... I thought, oh, okay, I'll have to sit through this. I'm sure it's not going to be my thing at all. Well, it was absolutely delightful. Um, I mean, of course, I, most of us first came across Hannah in Ted Lasso uh, and that great series about uh, American manager of a British football team. And quite a few of the Lasso gang are in evidence here, including Nick Mohammed, <laughs> who's quite funny. You've got Sam Ryder the Eurovision star, uh, you've got the actor Luke Evans, you've got a fantastic band and it kicks off with my favourites Christmas song, What Christmas Means to Me, Stevie Wonder song and i got to say, I mean as well as just having massive charisma and stage presence, Hannah is a fantastic singer. She is quite brilliant. So yeah, it's it's irresistible. It's, it's so crispy and fun and it just swept me along and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it now we've got to that time Hannah will we find out what you've been binging on this week well I can tell you that I have um involved myself in a bit of come dine with me I just can't believe how rude the public can be um I know it's for a show but still unbelievable um and also I don't know if you've watched this um it is a repeat I hasten to add um orangutan jungle school and it's just so gorgeous it i just love it honestly it's just so so sweet um and yes you get to know and love the orangutans so highbrow for me this week how about you you surprised me with this week's mm. choices um well <laughs> i motored through the episodes of the crown the new episodes that became available and having loved episode one when we reviewed it last week it goes horrifically wrong two episodes in wow it, i was wincing at some of it it was painful are you talking about the bit that i mentioned last week about the ghost stuff many elements of it it's yeah. suddenly the yeah. dialogue becomes really clunky and wonky it just i don't know what mm. happened because i first two episodes i thought yeah really good enjoying it but Oh, dearie me. I hope it picks up again when they release the rest of them. But there we go. Uh, so that's me this week. We've just got time to look ahead to our next offerings. So what's on 
the binge watch menu for next week, Hannah? Well, one thing that I'll be delighted to talk about. Um, Eddie Murphy battling with a devious elf, those naughty elves. They'll be back in our house shortly. In epic Christmas comedy, Candy Cane Lane on Prime Video. And Esme Creed Miles stars in The Doll Factory, which is a Victorian-era tale of art and obsession on Paramount+. Plus. So we look forward to those and quite a lot more. But in the meantime... Keep watching!